So defining our parameters has been a slow process because we really want to work with startups and scale up, and they don't necessarily have their own parameters set either. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Brand Therapy. I am Phil Palin. I'm Lauren Moore. Oh, we did last names this time. This sir. I never know what you're going to choose. No. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with us. We are a podcast all about branding. Don't you think people know this by now? We're well, like, maybe. Maybe they're listening to this episode for the first time. Yeah. But here's how it works. A stranger calls us on the phone, the kind of stranger that would normally pay us for advice. In this case, they don't pay us. We give them advice and we record the conversation and share it with you. That's the currency. That's the punishment. The release compromise. forms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today's a good one, actually. One that, that one that we can relate to. Anyone that's wanting to start a small business that is service-oriented, maybe even more specifically in branding and social media. A great industry to work. We can confirm this. Yep, confirmed. But we, have, we speak with Valerie and Kelsey early on in their stages of... Uh, essentially building a branding agency, which has evolved in a way that they didn't expect. Yeah, it's cool. It's a really cool episode because they're being asked to do something that they maybe didn't initially feel qualified to do, but clearly they're doing a good job. I think we give them some good advice in this episode. I think we do too. And I think you'll enjoy listening. Here is our conversation with Kelsey and Valerie. So we are Brandworks Consultancy. Right now we're a partnership, a two-woman operation. We're both American expats living in the Netherlands. And we have a marketing and branding company. And we decided very early on to specialize in helping startups and scale-ups and small companies here in the Netherlands because we saw a void in the market. We saw them really struggling with getting set up and having a marketing strategy and getting to the scale-up phase or, you know, more successful as a medium to larger company. And it was in a big part because they couldn't afford to hire a marketing firm. So they were just doing it on their own. And for a lot of companies, including the ones we mostly work with as all tech nerds or, (laughs) you know, in, in, um, in startup incubators, they didn't necessarily have the right set of skills to be able to do that well. So we wanted to to do that. We wanted to help them be successful. And that's why we started our company. Right now, we are in startup phase and moving into scale-up phase as we're gaining constant and steady clients and income, which is fantastic. And Val will tell you about our challenges. So yeah, exactly what Kelsey said. We are moving into scale-up phase. But uh, the biggest challenge that we're finding ourselves in right now is we started our company to really focus on uh, my degree. When I first moved to the Netherlands, I was really struggling to find work because it was very, very necessary for me to speak Dutch. And that was not anything I'd ever been exposed to. So I was really struggling to get to the next phase of the interview process, uh, mainly for the language issue. So I was getting very frustrated with that. And I decided that I would just maybe work as a freelancer and at least to start getting some experience in my field. And I contacted old university professors and friends and colleagues and just anything to get my feet wet. And even if they didn't have money, just to volunteer their time. And my degree is in strategic communication and leadership. So a lot of internal organization and branding. And uh, we just had this really weird variety of skill sets that I don't even necessarily know if we could really define, if that makes sense. It was just 
we dabbled in this. We had some knowledge and experience in that and working at these places and doing this. And so we came together and we really thought, hey, we can do this whole kind of branding thing, but we can contract out any design work that we might have to other people. And we started doing that and it's been going really well. But our biggest challenge that's come out now in the past year is all of a sudden we've kind of become a social media management firm. And that's what's really taken us by surprise is we understood that maybe we didn't really have a very clear idea of what we wanted out of this eventually. We just knew that we wanted to get working and start challenging ourselves. And we knew that we wanted to help small companies and we knew we could help them with digital marketing and content and, you know, helping to find their goals and and working on some websites and, and things like that. But we didn't necessarily know all of that would entail. And so we kind of set out with the idea that they would let us figure out our niche for us. And it looks like they have. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now pretty much 90% of our job is managing the social media of our clients, developing their content, sending out their newsletters, managing their contact database, doing press releases and things like that, which is very fun. And we enjoy it a lot. And it seems to be something that we're good at and, and works well for our clients. We also have been dabbling in running the communications for crowdfunding campaigns, which has been really new and exciting for us. But what we're concerned about is our company is brand work. <laughs> and we do the, we, although social media and, and those sorts of things and newsletters and then content does go into your brand and how you represent yourself, it's not necessarily why we're doing it for people anymore. So we're, that's our biggest challenge is how do we approach that? Do we try to rebrand ourselves? Where do we go from here now that it seems we've found our, our niche? And although we can still offer those services of the big digital marketing packages and the you know business branding 101, and still we have friends that do design work for us and things, but what do we do now that we're a social media management firm, it seems? I like that you've been open to finding your niche and not just the two of you deciding on that. I think that's one of the mistakes people make early on in their business. They're focused too much on what their goals are and what they want to do. When in actual fact, what people should do is what you've just done and go where demand is and also not try and rush it overnight, right? Like you've been open to exploring where you satisfy a need in your particular marketplace based on your skills and your passions. So this, my friends, is a good challenge. This is a great problem to have. (laughs) Okay, good. That's good to hear. (laughs) I have two questions for you. First of all, do you like doing the social media for these companies? Is this something that that you're finding as fulfilling as branding? Yes and no. Yes and no, definitely. It depends on the day and what we're doing specifically. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. tedious and boring if we're doing connection work, you know, finding their network, tapping into that and not just maybe doing the fun stuff like content creation. Yeah, Uh, which has luckily worked out for the most part because me being a psych major, I'm very into research and uh, that's what it feels like to me. I'm back in psych and I'm uh, kind of researching their target audience and making that uh, those initial connections happen, which will be vital. So yes, we enjoy it, but I don't, I think we would like to do more of the bigger picture stuff. I think we would like the social media management to just be something that we have on our plate for each client. Oh yeah, that needs to be done so many hours a week. Let's make sure we pay attention to that and keep that going. 
but bigger picture, we would love to start doing, I think, more of what we find really fun. Um, yeah, I think one of our favorite things to do is our free consultations with clients when we really sit down and just talk with them about their passion and what they like to do. And I think as branding experts, you you recognize that as well, that that's the really fun part, like just getting to get to know people and think big picture and the social media is fun and we like doing it, but we'd like to maybe make that a little bit minimal now, like just the normal day to day, but not everything we do. Great. And then my second question is, do you find it more challenging to manage these clients' social media presences without doing the branding work beforehand? Yes, yes very much. Very so. much. It's, it's a huge challenge because they have a little bit of most of them, luckily, they have a logo and they have their mission and they have some of the basics done, but they have nothing else. We have to run with that minimum yeah. and do what we can, which is really challenging, but it's, it's what they can afford. And it's it's pretty much where, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cool the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because we understand people come to us and they're like, I want to grow more Instagram followers. And it's like, well, your logo's ugly. Like no one's, it's going to be so much harder. So it's funny because we kept getting faced with this problem and it was really, really hard because everyone cares about social media, but they're not willing to put often or not willing, but um, maybe not open to the idea of putting in the necessary steps into place to be as successful on social media as possible before you even start. So we developed sort of an organizational system that really tells people who approach us, this is how we work. If you want to be successful on social media, these are the steps that you need to go through. And by kind of like laying down the law, so to speak, and saying like, this is what you will go through, people often are very open to it and, and comply and realize that they actually need things that they didn't know. We do the same talk with every client. So, Phil, can you do it now? The position build. Yes. Let's pretend you to our clients. And well, actually, when we're doing a podcast, I think to myself, think of this like as if I was advising a client, right? Because it's really no different. We're giving you advice. But there's so much power in taking control over the process. There's a confidence associated with you saying, here's how the process goes. Let me enlighten you. As opposed to them coming to you and deciding how they are going to work with you. So this is something for you to think about, right? And again, something we encountered. We're a few years older than you. So we, we've hit some of these things a little bit earlier and learned from them. And I'm more than happy to share some of that kind of learning so that you get to the, you know, you get to that point faster. Think of it going into a restaurant, right? If you go into a restaurant and the client decides what they're going to order, not based on a menu or anything, kind of weird. So why is it why is that normal in business or in marketing? Think of it think of mm. you guys as the restaurant owners that set the menu, right? Here's the sandbox. Now you get to play within it. Here are the parameters. Here's how this works. You order an appetizer, a main and then a dessert, right? For us, when we're working with a client, we explain to them that this all happens in three stages. Position your brand, build something to show for it and then promote. Anyone who's listening to this recording who has seen me speak has heard this 5 million times um, <laughs> or worked with us, you know, because I teach it every single day. But it, because then people go, okay, I understand. I now understand where the rule, I understand the rules. I know where the parameters are. I understand the lines in the sandbox and I get to operate within that. 
it doesn't always mean clients will then go, well, you know, I'm really only interested in that final stage. I'm not really interested in rebranding. If we feel like we can't do the job of what they're asking without a rebrand, then we won't take on the client. But again, we are all operating within those parameters. So it'd be fun to give some consideration today to what those parameters are for the two of you. Any initial thoughts on that? Yeah, so it's a tough one. That was actually my question. Uh, So one of the main goals that we set out as a company to achieve is flexibility. So defining our parameters has been a slow process. That's a tough one because we really want to work with startups and scale up and they don't necessarily have their own parameters set either. And that's kind of the fun of this company as well is, is sort of everybody's just working off of each other and figuring out what works and things like that. But we have reached a point now where maybe Kelsey and I do need to set a little bit of, we have some experience now. We've, we've been doing this for over, I mean, it's not a very long time, but together we've been running this company now for over a year and we've, we've reached a point where, yeah, we do need to set some parameters, but we don't want to lose what we think our clients value so much in us is flexibility. And so far it has not reached a point where anyone has necessarily taken advantage of that flexibility. It's been a But they could, they could and they will because the two of you are really nice. The two of you are really nice and you're really, you work well together, but you're both really nice, which is not a bad thing. Nice is good, but also confidence. If I had to identify one thing that might be missing right now that could help you, I think it is like a mutual confidence and an ownership and the fact that the two of you are authorities in what you do, you're, it's there. It's developing. You just said it. You said, you know, we've been doing this for a year. We know what we're doing. That is super key. It's the confidence that's going to help you set those rules. Lauren, what do you think about this? Yeah, I agree. And I completely understand sort of the fear of, of saying, uh, of being like, this is how it works. And then someone's all right, like, adios, I'm out of here. But thing to remember is that they're coming to you for advice and help in the first place. You are the expert. And so by explaining, this is how we can maximize our work together. If we follow this process that we've figured out and been doing for a long, long time, they'll appreciate it. I mean, I remember when Phil and I decided to implement this and we we said we can't take on any more social media clients without focusing on other more important things because we're setting everyone up for failure. They're failing because they're losing money and we're failing because we aren't able to do our job properly. As soon as we made that decision, I can't even tell you, the pitching process became infinitely easier and we got way more yeses as well. Like we actually got more business because we decided to create guidelines for our clients. So so for you, it seems like research, audience research is a really critical part of what you do, not only for branding considerations, but also for social media. So I would encourage you to have when someone like starts working with you, it seems like you have a preliminary consultation, but I would make it more of a defined phase where you do audience research on their behalf, like persona building almost, and really get into the psyche of their audience. And that's where you can play up your, you know, psychology backgrounds. And then from there, even before you start with social media, I would say that we need to do some quick visual enhancements. Maybe it's not a full-blown logo or a brand, but at least you could do some preliminary visual updates, like maybe 
a mood board and a really, really simple logo, choosing typography and kind of equipping them with the basics. So then you can get started on the social media strategy. Those phases kind of seem at least like they would give you something to hold on to before you start tweeting. Well, if you've listened to past episodes, you've heard it before, but you're going to hear about it again. This is the time where I tell you what we do for a living. We do this, just a much more detailed, longer, private version, and it's called a brand audit. If you like what you hear, you should consider hiring us to help you. We're like that mirror that tells the truth about what's working and what's not in your business. If you're interested in more information and a special offer that we have for our podcast listeners only, visit philpallon.expert slash therapy for all the details. What are you waiting for? Go and do it. Now we'll get back to the show. Those phases kind of seem at least like they would give you something to hold on to before you start tweeting. Yep, definitely. This whole exercise is just branding. I love this. We're branding a branding agency. <laughs> but it's true, though, because actually, I'm, I'm thinking back at the clock because you guys are about a you know, year more into it. That was the time that I actually hired an external branding agency to come in and take inventory of what I built. And you want to know something funny that's going to make you laugh? I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but my job title before that exercise was social media designer which is truly indicative of the fact that I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Um, I was figuring out my flow. I also at that time thought that social media was my specialty and started to discover that actually branding was uh, branding when it not up to where it needed to be was hindering my ability to do a really good job on social media. And then I crafted my positioning and ended up focusing more on the branding side nowadays. But it's funny you're at that point where it helps to have someone who's not in it take inventory of it, you know? You guys are in it day to day. We're just listening to you. I love that Lauren already picked up on that psychology angle. That, for example, is something we're not, the two of us are not qualified in any way. We took Psych 20 together. That's how we met, I think. Yeah. So, but other than that, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, we're not psychologists in any way. But I love branding, branding, branding. Incorporate that. What did you call it? Audience research? I love that saying alone, you know, and have a cute little icon for that. Let's start with audience research. Let's roll into some visual enhancements so that your social media strategy can be as good as it, you know, as good as possible. You know, something like that. Any initial thoughts from the two of you on some of this? I love what you just said. And I think it's really vital. It's actually something that Valerie and I working together has, uh, yeah, sparked, if you will, because... (laughs) she would really want to get going in the beginning. And we learned so much through each other because I was like, yeah, I want to get going. But, and I said this, and now it's something we say to clients, I don't want to, you know, prepare a lecture for an empty audience, and an empty auditorium. And yeah, and through working together, we've really learned that that's exactly our strength that we both bring to the table. I want to get it set up. And maybe while I'm getting it set up, she can work with them on their brand. And then we can start with the, the marketing strategy layer and the social media maintenance. I think that order would work really, really well for us. And as soon as you said that, I was kind of like, ooh, full circle. Like, whoa, I'm also, what a good lesson. I'm also hearing the excitement in your voice, which tells me that you're one step closer to having more confidence. Think about it. 
It's like if you wake up and you follow a schedule that day, you know where you need to be, what you need to do, when you need to finish, and when you need to do, move on to something else. As opposed to waking up in the day and having no plan at all, in a way, without this process that's unique to the way that the two of you work and the results that you output for your clients, it's the same thing. If someone comes to you and you just kind of willy-nilly say, yeah, we can help you, and I guess maybe we'll start with this and move on to this, I think, that is not comforting to your client. But when, when they come to you and you've got a plan of action you know, that's branded and unique to you, that gives your audience, your client confidence, but it also gives you confidence to continue operating and evolving in this way. It's not to say what you create now. That's, an, that's one caveat. Don't feel like what you create today is what you're stuck with for the rest of your life. God, we've changed our stuff all the time because we change as a business. You know, so don't think that it's you're stuck in it, but know that having something will help you greatly uh, in terms of helping both parties, yourself and the client. Yeah, no, very true. Very encouraging. And another thing, too, is that's that's great about this is that if you make visual enhancements kind of a, a mandatory thing with with all of your clients, it'll put you in a really, really good position to capture case studies and really show before and after. So it's like before is like like sad logo, three followers, no activity, like automatically posted links. And then after is like the full-blown like visual update that's really appealing, an active and buzzing platform, tons of followers, and more importantly, like a voice that's really speaking to the audience that you decided, that you researched. So I think it's putting you in a position where you have more of a proof of concept for people who are interested in working with you so that they can also see that the process you do works. It's funny you say that. That's also something we've been discussing and wanting to have more of. So that's, yeah, a really great idea for us on exactly how to make that happen. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I know we, it's so funny when you're, like locked in the day to day and you know you're just kind of moving on to the next thing and helping the next client but i think one of our greater regrets is not getting full blown like case studies of our clients earlier it is so helpful to have some like a designated part of your site that shows how you help someone in a very specific way so if you could start on that like immediately i think that would be that would really help yeah yeah it's good timing for us to do that as well we one cool thing that came out of uh, a more organic partnership is our longest steady client that we've had month to month for almost a year now uh, got to the point of trusting us enough that we got to design their website. So that was really exciting for us for a myriad of reasons. A, that there was that trust there. And B, that now we have something that we can really show people that we created. And of course, it was in collaboration, but it's something that we made them so that yeah, it got us thinking more and more about having those um, that portfolio, so to speak, yeah. of our work to show people. Yeah, it's also a big thing for us here. A lot of what we do is uh, a lot of the clients we work with, they are native Dutch speakers. They do a lot of things in English. And typically that's often published in a website form. And it's just not 
good. <laughs> so that's also something that we often do. And, and that's mm. kind of nice to finally help with and, and satisfy our English grammar OCD. Yeah. yeah, it's really cute, though, to see when they translate something directly and you're like, I get what they're trying to say. <laughs> Why is this on your website? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and and brand that. You don't have to say that you're, you know, translators in any way, shape or form, but you can word that in a way that that makes the client understand we know what you're yeah. trying to say in English. Let us help. You know, brand that. <laughs> exactly. Brand that because yeah, you guys are perfect for that. I listen to you and it excites me because I think some of these realizations, discussions, and evolutions are things that I learned slower than I'd like to admit. In fact, having the, the fact that there's two of you, you know, I when people ask me in interviews and stuff like, what's your biggest regret in business? Or if you had to go back and change one thing, what would you do? I would have hired a second person faster. I, like it was just the Phil show for the first three, was it three or four years? It was, yeah, I think it was almost four years. Yeah. And I don't know, I'd watch yeah, yeah. I'd watch that show. <laughs> ah! No, I, it would get annoying after a while. Uh, but I <laughs> seriously, like, I, you know, the fact that there's the two of you to, to have this dialogue, it's really, really important. Even in the work that we're doing with our clients, if, I, if, if we had to sum it up, Lauren and I often say we become our client's accountability partner. Sometimes there's one, sometimes it's a duo or a team, but it helps. We embrace the fact that we're outside of the business. We can take inventory of what they're doing and help them because we don't live it day to day. And I think you guys are in a similar position. So what what are you excited about from this? What are you going to go and do from this conversation? Yeah, well, one thing we've been talking about for a long time is actually updating our images as well, because it's something that we created so quickly. And uh, and we've never quite been happy with it. So that's something Mm -hmm. else we want to do. And it's also just as people who represent brands, like you need to have yourself be better presented as well. And we count ourselves lucky that we got so many clients and so busy so quickly that we didn't actually have time to focus on ourselves, but that's something we want to do. So um, yeah, we want to help make our imagery a bit better. Mm-hmm. And then like you said, come up with that process mm-hmm. and get that really clear and simple. And uh, one thing for sure that we want to do is work on those case studies. We've been milling around with that as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah so that's just really exciting. And then maybe brainstorm a bit and come to our clients and see uh, maybe where we've been, where we could improve mm-hmm. not only what we do, but what they can offer us in a way, like in a way that they want this and this done. And we have taken that on as a part of our flexibility. But why maybe are we not getting there? Like what else could they be mm-hmm. ensuring that we have the tools and the necessary things to get those goals accomplished? Uh, so definitely kind of come back to that and, and see what we can do to push forward with them. So lots to do. Yeah. And I'm really encouraged by what you said about making sure that we are ourselves marketing ourselves properly with our different strengths and what we bring to the table being Valerie and Kelsey in Brand Merch Consultancy. So yeah, maybe honing in more and emphasizing more what it is specifically we do differently and hopefully better that will make them more successful and why they should hire us specifically. And and just embrace embrace the demand in the market that's come up for us and just let it let it keep happening you know if that's the demand we we work within that and I mean and apply the structure like you said the lessons we've learned and how we think it'll work best 
Yay! Just well, what we've been for. Yeah, I'm going to let you guys go and get to work. And we're really excited for you. And we look forward to hearing an update on all of this. I can't wait to go to your website and read about your process and the way that we can work with you. I'm so pumped about this. <laughs> we are too. Thank you so much. Uh, and Lauren, it was great meeting you. Yeah, and, great uh, meeting great you. Talking to you again Yes, yeah, thank you thank guys. You so thank you so much for being on Brand Therapy and, and good luck. And we, as I said, look forward to hearing an update on how all of it goes. Our pleasure and thank you. Of course, bye-bye. Bye. That was fun. That was a fun discussion. Memory lane. Remember those early days? I do. I do. And I don't miss them. No, I don't either. (laughs) I don't either. But at the same time, I'm excited for Kelsey and for Valerie because it's an exciting time. And I I love that that they have each other, you know, that they have each other to navigate this because I think solopreneurship is, is more challenging when you're encountering these kinds of evolutions and you're dealing with them on your own. So I love that the two of them are so excited about some of the things we talked about. Definitely. It's funny because, oh God, I need to stop saying that. You do. That's your saying. That's your signature. It's funny. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) We can leave this in. This is my punishment. Uh, (laughs) what, What I was going to say is that they were talking and talking and talking in the beginning. And I was thinking, why is this taking so long? But then later you brought up confidence and I realized that that was the issue. It's like they were like dentists who were being asked to be like to perform general surgery. Like it's, they were really out of their comfort zone. Absolutely. Because they spend their days worrying about everyone else. And we can relate to this. And once you have that process, that system that we shared with them, it changes the game. It does. I think it will change the game for them as well. We want to know what you think. What did you think about this episode? Did you agree with our feedback? We want to know. Hashtag brand therapy on social media. I'm at Phil Palin on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at the Lauren Moore on Instagram and Twitter. Copier. But like, <laughs> I mean, I had, I had yeah. to, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, we want to know what you thought. And we're thankful you're here and you're listening. And know that we're back next week with a brand new episode. If you enjoyed this one, by the way, go to iTunes, leave a review. That helps other people discover this podcast. But um, we're here every single week talking about a brand new brand challenge. So thanks for hanging out with us this week. And we'll see you back next week on Brand Therapy. Bye. Here's what's coming next week. I have a profile on Medium. I have not written anything for it yet. I feel like it's a lot. A lot of the, the things that I could be using are just I've signed up for. I'm ready to go, but I just don't know what to do. 